In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear siblings in Christ, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. Today we gather in assembly, that is, as the church. Lutherans have always said that the church is present wherever the people of God are gathered around word and sacrament. And so today we are the church. As the La Crosse Area Synod, as First Lutheran in Onalaska, in the congregations throughout this synod we gather around word and sacrament, we are the church. We gather individually, we gather as congregations, we gather in person, we gather by live stream, we gather digitally, we gather around word and sacrament. We are the church. Now we have spent months, if not years, praying for this church or this synod assembly. And this is the day we will call a new bishop for this synod. In some ways, like Judah of old, we had hoped by this time God would have acted directly for us and with us. Mary's contemporaries hoped for a Messiah who would fulfill God's promise to God's people, and they did not expect that announcement to a young, to an, a young unmarried girl. They did not expect that this girl would respond in faith to this impossible idea. God delivering his people through the birth of, birth of a baby who would change the world even to today. In many ways, Judah and we have little reason to sing. The world is not the way we want it to be. In Mary's day, it was the oppression of the Roman Empire and the people of God. In 2021, it's the reality of a pandemic that has changed our lives. We had hoped this election would have taken place last year. We would have hoped that our assemblies would have been back to normal these past 15 months. But that's not been the case. And yet the promises of God still come true. They still come recreating the church and us. Who would have thought two years ago we would spend over that all that time in virtual worship? Who would have thought that new people would have participated in our assemblies digitally that when they wouldn't come through the doors of our assemblies? Many of the pastors in this synod report that people who didn't come to our congregation prior to this pandemic are now attending virtual worship. God has given us an opportunity to reach out beyond our people and beyond our buildings, looking for what God is up to among us. And so we sing. We sing like Mary in the face of all the questions. We sing because God is still working despite all the evidence to the contrary. We sing old songs like Mary, whose song was strongly influenced by the song of Hannah in the Old Testament. That's the thing about singing. It doesn't always have to be new. In some way, it's a way of remembering a feeling, a moment, something in the past that gives us hope and promise to go forward. Songs move us to say in music what we cannot say in words, and the poetry and the emotional contact speaks, content speaks to us and to the world. Mary sings, and her song still speaks today. God has found favor in this young girl. 
And God still finds favor in us. God is working through the common, everyday reality of pregnancy to bless not only Mary, but all of God's creation. This blessing is going to turn the world upside down. Old power structures will be upset, and those in need will find more than they ever desired. Sin no longer has the last word. Israel knows, we know that God is faithful and just, God is faithful and just, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Judah had heard that often, and so do we. But in Mary's song, mercy is always how God deals with God's people. Even those who don't appear to be basking in the mercy of God will receive God's mercy. Appearances deceive. The rich are not blessed, it's the poor. The mighty are no longer in charge, but the lowly that God has raised up. Mary's song says, don't believe what your eyes show you. So we live in a time when the church is changing. Many things we thought about the church, we knew about the church, have disappeared. Can the church be the church when we can't be in our buildings? As the former secretary of the ELCA, I was responsible for constitutions and policies on how things should be done correctly. So how do we do all the organizational things required when we can't meet face-to-face? Oh, we'll try to use technology to fix our problems. But what about people who can't access technology? How will the church be, how will we be the church when we can't be sitting next to friends and strangers, hearing the word and sharing the sacraments? Quite frankly, these questions haven't been answered yet, but we need to discover the answers. And in the process, we will sing. Like Mary, we will point to what we have received, God's promise. For Mary, this promise was the way that she was to have a son that God would use to fulfill all of God's promises. For us, that promise was made to us in baptism. We are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And there's much in this promise that has not yet appeared. We know what happened in the past when we were baptized, and we wait for the fulfillment at the time of our death. Today we sing in the light of that promise as we claim that we are at work in a broken world. Now we know that this pandemic has isolated us into smaller and smaller groups, and we become more divided as a nation. We have consensus on virtually nothing in the body politic, and the reality is that in our congregations, and in our synods, and in the whole church, this division is apparent. And if we cannot agree on what is fact and what is opinion, how will we work together? Maybe it's time for a song. As we blend our voices into beautiful harmonies that Lutherans are known for, our differences blend into a fuller sound. For that, we just need to follow the conductor. And for us, the conductor is the source of Mary's song, Jesus. As we follow the lead of the conductor, we can sing out our individual harmonies. They're brought together into a melody at the direction and instigation of Jesus. As you've observed, the worship today has a virtual choir. 
people with the ability to sing alone are blended into something larger than themselves. It's a good image of the church. Each sing the common song in their own way, but the Holy Spirit directs, blends us into something much more than we could have imagined. We will sing, whether through masks or alone in our showers, we will sing, sing of the mission that God is doing in our world. The hungry are fed, the imprisoned are visited, the homeless find shelter, and the unnoticed are rejected in the world, are seated at the places of honor. God is turning the world upside down, and we are God's agents in this new creation. That's something to sing about. God is at work in us. We pray that God will be at work in us and also in our new bishop. Regardless of who is elected, we will be the people of hope in our world of division and doubt, even with our own doubts. Sometimes we sing to speak to our fears and doubts. Could it be that Mary sang her song to convince herself that being a young, unmarried, pregnant woman was really the reality of God at work? So too with us. May we sing to remind ourselves of the promises and to have the courage to follow the conductor in doing a new thing. Even when we cannot sing loud, loud, melodies move through our minds and our souls and put us into God's choir, the choir of hope, the choir of action. That's the tension we, that's intention we sing to the glory of God. At this assembly, we sing as we elect a bishop and those who will lead us into the future. As we virtually gather as the world, as the whole synod, we sing of God's faithfulness into a future that is only dimly seen. So to take license with Luther's famous statement, here we sing, we can do no other. God help us. Amen.